Welcome to The Light of the World, and this is Jerry G. Martin. It is our great joy to bring you the Word of God so that you can hear it and you can apply it to your life so that you will continue to grow and be faithful in the things of God. As you listen to this message today, ask the Lord to just lead you and guide you and help you so that He can use your life to make a difference in the people that you come in contact with every day. This is our day and this is our hour to be the light of the world so that God can make a difference. At the end of today's message, we're going to give you more information on how to connect with us online and or in person. We'd love to connect with you and help you to grow in the things of God. Now come and go with us as we walk in the light of God's Word. Counterfeiting is a major problem in our society. We have fake money, credit cards that are counterfeit, jewelry, works of art, and just about anything else of value is passed off as genuine to deceive the unsuspecting. We've had some counterfeit money placed in the offering here at this church. Went to the bank and the lady was processing and she said, this this $10 bill is counterfeit. I said, not at the light of the world. I said, give it back to me. I'm going to go get a haircut. I was going to see if Brother Andre could figure it out, but, but he looks at his money pretty close. You have to be very careful when you are buying goods online or Harwin Street. If you are interested in the authentic, Consequently, valuable commodities must be carefully examined to determine their genuineness. That is true of the most valuable commodity of all, and that is our salvation and our saving faith. There are those who think they are saved, and they should carefully examine and test their salvation to determine its validity. We got some counterfeit Christians. They look like they're real. To the unsuspecting, they have the name. You know, when you go buy that Gucci off of Harwin, it's got the name on it. It's not misspelled. So anybody who don't know, now you can get a real Gucci on Harwin, perhaps. Somebody thought they bought a Rolex, but it was a Polex. (laughs) They didn't look at the lettering. To be deceived by counterfeit money is one thing. You just have experienced a temporary loss. To be deceived by a counterfeit salvation is another thing. You will have an eternal loss. How can you tell the difference between an authentic believer and a counterfeit Christian? Don't start looking at folks (laughs) while I'm talking. In order to know what is counterfeit, the first thing you need to know is what is real. When they teach you about counterfeit products or counterfeit money, they don't start with the fake. They teach you about the real one. So you know what it's like. Then you can recognize all of the fake. To be deceived by one's relationship to God is the most dangerous and frightening delusion possible. Jesus spoke about it on the Sermon on the Mount 
In Matthew chapter 12, he says, Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only he who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. Many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name? And in your name drive out demons and perform many miracles? We did that in your name, Lord. Then I will tell them plainly, I never knew you. Away from me, you evildoers. That is a picture of someone who says, I follow the Lord, I love the Lord, I'm doing work in the name of the Lord. But they're saying it to Jesus, and Jesus says, I never knew you. I always thought about that, and I wondered, How could these people do all of these things? How could they cast out demons? How could they prophesy in the name of the Lord and perform many miracles? Well, this scripture doesn't say that they did that. This scripture say that they say they did that. Jesus did not agree with them and say, yeah, you did do that. No, he didn't say that. He was just listening to them and say, yeah, that's what you said you did. You know, you might stand up before the judgment and say, Lord, but I tithe. And the Lord says, mm-hmm, that's what you say. Lord, I, I did all of these things. And he said, I never knew you. And you don't want to be in that spot when he said, I never knew you. But I went to church every Sunday. He said, yeah, you went to church, but the church wasn't in you. But no passage of Scripture more clearly presents the test of our true and living faith than that Sermon on the Mount where Jesus was talking about our actions and our attitudes. But how do we find out where we stand and what are some of the tests of our true Christian character? We're not tested when things are going well. We're tested when we have issues and trials about whether we are authentic or real. Everybody can praise the Lord and lift up their hands when all is well. But how do you respond when you're suffering through your test, your trials, and your disappointment? James, and that's where I'm going to the book of James, because uh, in the church, as in the world, everybody is going to have some difficulties from time to time. Everybody is going to have difficulties from time to time. None of us are exempt from difficulties. And because you are saved doesn't mean that you're not going to have some trials. And because you are saved, you will have different kinds of trials. But James shows us in his book that when our salvation is nothing but an empty profession, the fire of troubles and trials will expose it and burn it up. But when there is true and genuine salvation, our trials and afflictions will lead to strength and endurance and cause the fruit of the Spirit to be developed in our lives. So I want to talk to you today about how to move through your trials to your triumph. Moving through your trials. Now, if you're not having any trials or never have had any trials or don't expect to have any, you can be dismissed at this time. I would talk to those who remain. One of the struggles of the believer is understanding why we have to suffer trials and tests 
A lot of times people will ask God, why do I have to go through this? Why is this happening to me? But here's what James says, the writer in the New Testament, in chapter 1, verse 2, Consider it pure joy, my brothers, whenever you face trials of many kinds. Uh, if you're reading the, New, uh, the King James Version, he says, whenever you are having diverse temptations. That's diverse, many kinds of tempting and trials. Because you know that the testing of your faith, your faith is going to be tested. Your faith, if you have any, is going to be tested. He says the testing of your faith develops perseverance. And perseverance must finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. Now, last time I was here, I, I talked about desiring the sincere milk of the Word so that you can grow thereby. And when you come to the Lord and you begin to walk after the Lord, that may seem to be a period where everything is going well. You're, you're a new believer. You're just so joyous in the Lord, and you're happy about your new life, and, and you're coming to church, and you're, you're praising God, and you're singing, and you're reading your Bible, and, and you're trusting God. And as you grow in your Christian walk with the Lord, things start happening. But things were happening before you got saved as well. But the devil is going to tell you, say, now look at that. I thought the Lord was supposed to take care of all that for you. No, uh, sometimes you just start uh, getting in your own way. Because when you get saved, your attitude didn't get saved. When you got saved, your interest didn't get saved. Your personality didn't get saved. You got to work on all of that stuff with the Word of God. He said, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. You got saved on Monday, you were still had a bad temper on Tuesday. It just, the Lord just said, I'm going to help you with it. He, he helps with anger management. You don't have to go pay nobody to talk to you in a quiet room with elevator music and then give you some drugs so that it will manage your anger. I could save you the money. Let the Word of God work on you. Be obedient to the Word of God. You, he'll take care of your anger. But James is saying, and this is something that when you read it, you says, I, I don't know what he's talking about. Consider it pure joy when I'm going through something. He said, it is the testing of your faith. It is the testing of your faith. Every one of you want to have great faith. Oh, I wish I had faith. Some of you prayed for more faith. Well, you don't have to pray for more faith. You just start believing and trusting God and doing things like the Bible say, you will have faith. Faith is just believing that whatever God says, He will do according to His Word, so I'm going to obey His Word. And when you start obeying His Word, you're going to have some issues. Because His Word said, be kind to those who are mean to you. And then you're going to say, well, I know what the Bible says, but I got my mind. I got, my, I got good sense. No, you don't. Because the Bible says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and don't lean on your good sense. Which means he's saying, you ain't got good sense. You think you got good sense, but he says, my ways are higher than your ways. My thoughts are higher than your thoughts. Don't even try to outthink me. 
because you think you got good sense because you don't know the end from the beginning. So the Bible mentions at least eight purposes for the Lord's allowing trials. Don't you know he allowed trials to come in your life? Because he wants you to be strong. He wants you to be strong and steadfast. He wants you to be built up. Uh, Solomon said this in the book of Proverbs, as, as silver is tried in the fire to become pure, so God tries the heart. Because uh, we, we start thinking that we got it all together. We think that uh, since we've been saved and uh, we've been obedient to the word, we think we got it all together. Then the trials come and the fire come in our heart and we'll find out that we weren't as saved as we thought we were in terms of our actions and that. Yeah, you were still saved, but you're not as sanctified. Let me put it that way. Because that was something that come out of you. You thought, I didn't know that was still in there. Come on, say amen, somebody. You know that happened to you. Yeah, you cussed him before you knew it. And I thought, oh, Lord, I thought that was out. This is Jerry G. Martin, and thank you once again for joining us as we have brought the Word of God to you. And we are hopeful that your life has been enriched and that you have been encouraged. It is such a privilege to come to you no matter where you are. You may be in your home or your automobile or your place of business. If you would like to hear today's message again in its entirety, you can do so by going to our podcast at The Light of the World Daily with Jerry G. Martin. Again, that's The Light of the World Daily with Jerry G. Martin. You can also join us on our website at lowcf.org. Again, that's lowcf.org. And as always, I invite you to be our guest at the Light of the World. We meet each Sunday at 10 a.m. at 16161 Old Humble Road. If you're in Atasca Cedar, Kingwood, Summerwood, Fall Creek, North Houston, Northeast Houston, you're in our neighborhood. Come and be our guest. I want to remind you that the Beacon Christian Bookstore is located right here on our campus. Almost every Christian bookstore in our city has closed. But we have an inventory of Bibles, communion supplies, Sunday school books, offering envelopes, study materials, or whatever you might need. Call the Beacon at 281-441-2885. Again, that's 281-441-2885. Now for the light of the world, this is Jerry G. Martin saying, May the Lord our God richly bless you, and we'll be with you again next time.